Have you ever wondered what would happen if we removed all animals from agriculture in the US? Well, let's find out. Hi everybody, this is Sebastian and your host. Welcome to another installment of The Red Barn. But better yet, welcome to our best episode yet. Uh, I like to use this platform to create a space where we can come and talk about farming, about livestock, about some things that are said about farming that are not really true. Uh, I really like sharing uh, some of the knowledge uh, that I've acquired during my career and uh, using this space to also share some of the literature that clarifies some things about farming. I am recording this before New Year's, so I hope, um, I want to wish everybody uh, Happy New Year's, and I hope that you guys are safe and uh, spending some time with family. Now, back to our original question. What would happen, right, if we got rid of all animals in agriculture uh, here in the U.S.? Uh, this is a thought that perhaps lately has become more popular than in the past. You know, with all the bad press that animal agriculture gets, I'm not even surprised that that is the case. I've even thought about this a couple of times because as a student, it is important to be open to those difficult questions, even if you don't like the answers, okay? Now, in retrospective, I think it is important that before you even ask that question to anyone or even to yourself, that you perhaps should understand why you would even want this to happen. Why do you want to get rid of animal agriculture? Is it because you think animal products are unhealthy? Or maybe you are concerned about the environment or you feel like eliminating animal agriculture would be the solution to these problems? Uh, do you think that animal agriculture is unethical and that we are monsters? for even doing this to animals or maybe you saw Ellen DeGeneres or Joaquin Phoenix uh, during the Oscars saying that farming is wrong and they convince you because I mean come on they're Ellen and Joaquin Phoenix right <laughs> right there's a group of people in particular that attacks animal agriculture from all of these perspectives and when one doesn't work they move to the next one until they land on ethics and try to make people feel bad for what they choose to eat. Uh, you probably know who I'm talking about uh, by now, I'm sure, right? Vegans. But let's say for a moment that uh, let's say they got what they wanted and the world decided to listen to them and stop using animals for farming. And for this um, exercise, uh, we're just going to ignore all the challenges that this will bring and imagine that livestock just vanish into the air and poof, gone. All right. What would happen? To answer this question, I have a paper here by White and Hall 2017 published on Proceeding of the National Academy of Sciences journal that goes into detail about the consequences of such actions. Uh, the title of this publication is Nutritional and Greenhouse Gas Impacts of Removing Animals from U.S. Agriculture. Uh, I'll leave the link in the description of the episode if you want to go check it out. First, I want to bring some perspective to the table to kind of understand what we're throwing down the gutter if we think about getting rid of animals uh, from U.S. agriculture. Currently, animal-derived foods provide 24% of energy, 48% of protein, 23 to 100% of fatty acids and 34 to 67% of essential amino acids available for human consumption in the U.S. 
But wait a minute now. We can't forget about the people that work in the industry, right? The U.S. livestock industry employs 1.6 million people and accounts for $32 billion in exports. And it doesn't end there. What about recycling uh, of byproducts and use of manure as fertilizer? Livestock recycle 43.2 billion kilograms of human inedible food, fiber, and byproducts and convert them into human edible food, right? Pet food also, industrial products in 4 billion kilograms of nitrogen fertilizer. So all of that would just disappear if livestock wasn't used in animal agriculture anymore. So how do we replace all these nutrients? Because that's the thing, people. We can't just retire our cows and forget about what those cows used to give us to support our nutrition. We need to replenish that with something else. In this scenario, we replace it with a full plant-based diet, you know, a full plant-based alternative. And let's not forget that we're not we're only getting rid of livestock here. Uh, companion animals like dogs, cats, they're staying with us. So here the nutrient requirements of 70 million dogs, 74 million cats, 8 million birds, 10 million horses, and 89 million other pets would need to be satisfied. At the beginning of this radical change, things might look promising since the removal of farm animals would result in a 23% increase in total food amount. The majority of this increase would come from grains and legumes such as soybean. So no quinoa, avocado, or any fancy vegetable would be replacing animal source foods, okay? It would be grains and legumes. Uh, this is mainly because uh, of the nature of the land that would be now destined to produce crops. Let's not forget that the great majority of the land that is used for animal agriculture is marginal, all right? So the only possible crops that could be produced in this land would be grains. Why do you think that you don't see lettuce and broccoli farms in the panhandle of Texas? Well, because most of this land is not suitable for those type of crops. It's as simple as that. Now... This increase in food volume doesn't mean that it's all good, right? When we think about food, we need to remember that the reason we eat is to utilize the nutrients within the food that our bodies require. Just because we have more food doesn't mean that we are meeting our nutrient requirements. In this plant-based scenario, the proportion of grain in our diets would increase 10 times and all other food types would decline. In this paper, it is pointed out that it is indeed possible to meet the nutrient requirements for an individual with a carefully crafted and unsupplemented plant-based diet. The challenge comes when an entire growing population is considered, right? You have to take into account the climate and soil quality of different regions of the country. Switching to plant-based diet would create several nutrient deficiencies in the human diet. There are some key micronutrients right from animal stores foods that would be deficient in plant-based diets. Something that we need to think about um, is also how much more food we will have to consume to meet our nutrient requirements. Let's face it, a kilogram of kale does not have the same nutrient density that a kilogram of meat has. We need to think about this in terms of dry matter. 
that is solids without the water because after all that is where the nutrients are so to try to meet nutrient requirements with a plant-based diet people would have to eat 444 to 522 grams more food solids compared to a diet with animal products in it so is this really the way to go but wait hold on for a second if you noticed we haven't talked about greenhouse gases after all we're going through all this trouble because the reductions in greenhouse gases will make it all worth it right well i'm sorry to break it to you but the answer is uh, not really let's see the model used in this paper attributed 49 percent of agricultural emissions to livestock so if we got rid of animal agriculture that means that emissions from agriculture will be reduced by 49 percent right well no the greenhouse gas emissions from U.S. agriculture will decline by 28% actually. A reduction of 49% is impossible because remember, we need to replace all of the things that came from the animal agriculture sector. We would have to synthesize more fertilizer to replace the nutrients that come from animal manure. We would have to dispose of human inedible byproducts that are currently utilized to feed animals and produce additional crops on land previously used by animals. So, assuming that all agricultural emissions account for 9% of the total U.S. emissions, after eliminating animal agriculture, the total U.S. emissions uh, would decrease by only 2.6 percentage units you heard it right only 2.6 percentage units so if i'm a farmer and you're telling me that after retiring all my cows and giving away meat and all the things that come from animals we're only going to see a 2.6 percentage unit reduction i'm sorry but i'm just gonna have to pass okay uh, but my question really is, is this really practical? And as a consumer, I ask you, do you really think that giving away animal source products will save the planet? I would recommend reconsidering other alternatives. This type of scientific literature is answering a lot of questions about our food industry. Now we have this new research that is telling us which approach might or might not be the best way to go and getting rid of animal agriculture is not the way to go. So anyway, thank you for listening to The Red Barn and our best episode yet. I really appreciate your time. Uh, if you really like this episode, go ahead and share it with your friends and with family. Also, if you have any questions or ideas for future episodes, please send me an email or a voicemail so that I can work on it. it I'm open to suggestions, okay? I hope you enjoyed today's content. Stay safe out there. Um, happy New Year's and I'll see you in the next one. This was another episode of The Red Barn, the podcast where we learn about agriculture. You can write and review this show on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions, you can send an email to theredbarnpodcast20 at gmail.com or call the Red Barn's hotline at 530-507-8542 and leave a message. If you like this episode or the podcast, Share with your friends and family and subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you on the next one.